Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Good evening, biggies. It's Friday, it's 5pm and it's Christmas-ish. Almost. Kind of. It's Christmas at the Craft Beer Channel. It is. It's not November anymore, which uh, tripped us up quite a few times in this week's episode. I like that. It sounds like slogans. It's, it's not November anymore. It's like, it's not, you're not in Kansas anymore. It's like, it's not November anymore. That's it. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Shit's getting real. Quad and in peace out season. It's December. It's the season to be jolly. Uh, the pubs are open again, Johnny, in London, which is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, for about half half the country, the pubs are open again. Uh, I don't know what it's like at other parts of the world, though, of course, so we could just be rubbing it in people's faces here, Bradders. No, that's that's true. Um, I, I was in the pub last night, and I, I wouldn't want to rub it in anyone's face uh, either. <laughs> but go but it on. Was, it was glorious, though, and I, I did drink a very well-kept pint of uh, Siren Soundwave. Which was probably, I think that was the last, it was the same pub as the Royal Albert in Deptford slash Newcross Borders. Uh, and it was the, I think it was the last pint I drank before we went into lockdown in the it same was. pub. We can reference that by yeah. going back a couple of podcasts <laughs> and uh, yeah. having the same story. I'm a creature of habit um, and it, it was tasting great. I hope it, I don't think it was the same uh, keg still, hopefully. Um, it was tasting banging still. So I had a great cheese board, which was my... Um, I saw the photo. It did look good. My, my substantial meal, which I enjoyed greatly. Some very, very aged cheddar. Um, and uh, what was it? Like a kind of a, a Cornish brie, which was quite quite cheeky. Um, anyway, I've totally derailed us. We haven't even got off the gates yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got in my show notes for stuff to talk about. Christmas live show. So we've already messed that up. I tried... So hard to make it about Christmas, but now we're talking about Cornish Brie. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, let, let's get back into the show. Uh, the main thing we want to promote in this week's episode is the fact that next Saturday, Saturday the 12th of December, we are having our live Christmas extravaganza, which is something we've done every year for the past uh, year. 
So it's a young tradition, uh, but we do ha- always have an annual Christmas uh, non-live show, but uh, we've now got the live version. Uh, for this one, we're doing lots of special stuff. Not only do we have a delicious case of amazing beer available via Beer Merchants, which is also shipping, I believe, to most of the EU again. Um, and within nice. that, we've got Omnipolo, we've got Don Zoco, we've got St. Bernardus Christmas Ale, we've got, uh, I think it's called Holiday Haze from Lervig, like a... a classic juicy american pale loads of like very varied but all with a festive kind of tilt to it so you can buy that box there's a link in the show notes but more importantly we've got amazing guests go on we're gonna have ned the sneb palmer cheese extraordinaire oh we can talk cheese i love ned what a lovely chap he, he is truly amazing and author of one of my favourite books of the year, which is uh, The Cheesemonger's Guide to the British Isles, or History of the British yeah. Isles, rather. So he's going to be joining us for half an hour of cheese chat, but knowing Ned, that will be an hour's worth of cheese chat. Great stuff. We're also getting some uh, YouTube beer reviewer luminaries on to do a beer review with us live. Um, Detail. Detail. So Who are we currently confirmed. Yes. We have Simon of Real Ale Guide. Oh, great stuff. And we have Ollie of Hopzine. Uh, sorry, Ollie of Pint Sized. And I'm trying to convince uh, Rob of Hopzine to come along. Um, he hasn't replied to my email. So that 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 convincing is not not going down too well so far. So it could be a, a real a real barnstormer of a live show with all sorts of uh like like a like a Christmas uh variety show where I'm imagining Bing Crosby who's sitting playing the piano and then the doorbell rings and, and like it's David Bowie walks in, except Back it being from the dead. David Bowie. Yeah. That instead of David Bowie, it's um Hopzine Rock. Simon from Real Ale Guide. <laughs> or, or Simon from Real Ale Guide. And then they sing uh Little Drummer Boy duet. Um Was it Little Drummer Boy? The the amazing duet that being in Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm pi- basically I'm pitching it as that, Johnny. Okay. Except it's Loads of middle-aged, um, not rock stars, but beer influencers. I mean, I could crack gonna... out the guitar if you if you want to have a little sing oh, song. Oh, I think you should, mate. I think you should. I mean, I've got a terrible singing voice, but I would love for us to try and sing "Little Drummer Boy." Um, and I don't know who's going to be David Bowie, but I'd, I, I'm going to watch the clip. Actually, can we put? Well, we've a link agreed to... it's Simon from Simon from Real Ale Guide. Oh yeah, okay. He's, he's the he's obvious do choice. A... He's got to do a David Bowie accent then when he walks in. Oh god, I'm not, like, I'm not oh, sure. It's a very special time. I can't do a David Bowie, but uh, he's got. <laughs> I'm to a say bit worried about this. Thinking about it, like, <laughs> like we, you derail our podcasts and our videos enough. Once we bring mm. Simon in, it's going to be like the unstoppable force. Was it the exactly. the unstoppable force and the immovable object? I'm just not going That's to be it. able to get a word in. No words for Johnny. That's it. <laughs> I'll just strum the, the guitar Simon in the show. background. Yes. Um, right. So uh, I don't know whether we've sold that to you or, or just convinced you to find something else to do on the 12th. But yeah. basically, it's the most kick ass sort of Christmas box set of beers. We got some Bel- Belgian big hitters. We've got some some like cool ass beers from all around the world as well. And it's as Christmassy as you're going to get. And we don't need all the pubs to be open everywhere because that Saturday we're all going to be virtually in the pub together um, having a knees up. Absolutely, yeah. So please do join us. It should be a lot of fun. Shall we move on to this week's video? I suppose we'd better, right? Why not? We should. 
So this week's video was one that I've been really, really excited to release. That's been a big old edit. There's lots of elements to it. And uh, also one that took a lot of planning and daring. So if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil too much. But it opens with Brad and me looking back at the last four years of Christmas videos to work out what the ultimate Christmas beer would be. And finishes with us brewing a mince pie inspired Belgian double. Pretty epic. It's yeah. an epic thing, right? We've got some Wayne's World flashbacks going on. <laughs> you get to see what we look like up to half a decade ago, essentially. Yeah. Um, back in the vaults. Uh, it's It's got everything in there, man. It's got everything. It's got, like you say, mince pies in abundance, inspiration. Yeah, Brad, you uh, ate nearly all of them. I did, and and I and someone made a very good point that that some of the mince pies looks a bit like Eccles cakes, they and they fucking did, and those ones are the best ones. So I did, I monstered, I think three out of four of them, two or three out of four <laughs> of them. Yeah, they were great. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, so it, the stakes are really high in this video as well because I've never brewed a Belgian beer, I've never brewed a beer that big either. So we think. Uh, we think it's going to end up at around seven and a half, but I've got my comment for this week might um, throw that bit of calculation into doubt. Um, so it's a big old Belgian beer, neither of which I've ever done. Um, and it's in bottle right now. I'm not going to spoil anything, but we have tried it and it's going to make for an exciting second episode as we analyze it. Uh, currently, it's, it's nowhere near carved enough, so we're actually not going to properly taste it until two days before the video goes out. So if it's absolutely awful, uh, there's not, not not a lot we can do. Christmas is cancelled, basically, at that point. Christmas is cancelled, uh, but, you know, the, sh the show will go on, and we will <laughs> we will, we will drink it regardless, Johnny, because we're going to have a good will. time. I know mate. you will. I'll, 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 I'll dig out my very delicious pumpkin ale instead. Uh, um, the, 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 the onus is on us, man. We've got to save Christmas. That's what we promised in the video. Hey... Um, right, did you get a comment, Brad? A favourite comment from the, uh, the comment did. section? I did. I, w I don't know if it was a favourite comment, but uh, Matt Sommer said, 2016 Brad looks so young and fresh, like the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, and then he's done hysterical laughing face. <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I think in 2016, I look kind of terrible. I, was, I, I think I look better now. Like I was definitely... I was packing a few more pounds, some more beer baggage was involved. Uh, I look I real think, sweaty. I think you're aging like a fine barley wine, Brad. I agree. Mate, me too. I've gone well grey, which is something that I'd noticed uh, in those flashbacks. Even last year, I was like, oh, my hair looks quite brown. And then this year, just, just ghostly white, like a like Christmas. I don't know. What's the ghost called in the Ghost of Christmas Past or whatever? That's what I look like now. But... Um, yeah, so I was sort of not offended, but I thought um, I, th I feel like maybe I look a bit fresher now than I did back then. I but, think you did. I think both of us. I mean, we'd also been filming for quite a long time before we did the 2016 episode, and yeah, I am we looking ruddy as hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was um, we were in um, the basement in the uh, other oh, place the mall in tavern. yeah the mall tavern, which was I found it a bit. I mean, it's a, that is a great venue, by the way. That's that's a beautiful pub. Um, but down there, I was—I just found it a bit steamy, and I could have been all the sort of clothes we were wearing, the fact we'd been boozing and filming all day. 
But um, yeah, we definitely look a bit kind of worse for wearing that video. So, um... <laughs> but I think I think that's part of Christmas. Like that is almost exactly what I look like by the end of Christmas Day, sort of bloated, yeah. ruddy, and drunk. So exactly. I guess that was that was very festive of us to do that. Indeed, indeed, mate. And um, uh, have you got any any great questions from from uh, this week's? Bit? Yeah, well, so obviously, since we started doing homebrew content on the channel, we've had lots of homebrewers join us, and I think people have realised that our technical knowledge is pretty good when it comes to brewing. Um, so we got a comment here from Bruby Q. Um, he said, "This is a very exciting recipe, guys. I'll be doing something like this in the future. I made a one hundred percent raisin wine a few years back, and I drink a bottle every few months as a treat." I used 4.5 kilograms of raisins and made 13.5 litres of wine. The OG, which is the original gravity, so the amount of sugar in solution before you start fermenting it, was 1.088. So that is big. Wow. That is, you know, like Imperial Stout, almost um, original gravities. Uh, well, no, not almost, it is. Um, and the final gravity was 0 0.096. So that is incredibly dry. Drier than a Saison, drier than a Brute IPA. Um, so that would have I been guess... a big old wine. And he was saying, you know, yeah. that's how much sugar you get and that's how fermentable it is, which then throws into doubt my calculations with our, our grain bill, our original gravity and the amount of raisins I added. I thought we'd get to 7.5. Mm. From what uh, from what Bruby Q is saying, probably it's higher yeah. than that. And also my calculation, I know I haven't included the about 100 mil of rum because I didn't really know how to calculate that. So... We we could be talking, you know, eight, maybe even nine percent Belgian double that I've created here. This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London craft beer festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music, and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time, I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers, and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Bloody Nora. Yeah. Um, that's that's crazy. I think the best uh, way to test it is to give you a large format bottle when we taste it and see what happens to you by the end. I think so. I think that's only fair, right? Yeah, um, I'll, cho I'll choose a percentage by the look on your face. Yeah. Well, we can... We can uh, we'll have some for the live show, won't we, to, to try and drink uh, along next Saturday, right? Absolutely. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll maybe tuck into that once we've devoured... The rest of the box. The um, oh god! <laughs> if we've done that, we're in trouble. But um, I'm just thinking about raisins. Raisins are they're grapes, aren't they? That have been sort of de dehydrated, essentially sun dried. Sun dried. So all of all of the water content has gone, and it's just left it as an incredibly um, like intense little nugget of sugary power and and kind of flavour. Uh, so where, where was I going with this? I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I never know, Brad. I never Basically, have any idea where you're going. I just hang tight and wait. Like when you get on a bus and you don't know if you're on the right bus, and you're just like, "Well, I'll just get off at the next <laughs> stop." Then 
can you brew can you make wines with with raisins that wasn't going to be my my question i was going to go into basically what you know what has that done to our booze is it made it that intensely boozier because it's it didn't have any moisture content I mean, like, I don't think I don't think it will have done because we no. won't have extracted all of the sugar out of those raisins because yeah. they weren't in there long enough. Like, if I did this recipe again, and I probably will, um, mm. I, I would give it so much more time. These Trappist beers, they take that uh, they'll be in tank for months, and then they will be in bottle yeah. for months. So it's almost yes. like a year process for these, whereas we've done it in five yeah. weeks. It's like slow gin or something, isn't it? You want it to be sat in there to kind of really be taken on the essence of it, and that and that process of osmosis and and kind of stuff going in and out of cells uh, to have happened over a really long period of time. But yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty raisiny and rummy uh, anyway. But yeah, it is. Yeah, just not not as much as I'd want, but also it might mean that it's not incredibly strong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to try it, man. We're we're going to be filming that next week, so uh, I c- I'm pumped. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I think you know, if it is a success or close to a success, then maybe next year we take it to the next level and we get a barrel for it. That's it. We build on and it, and that'll be next year's Christmas video. That could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, right. Let's move on. So we've got a question this week, and it's a good question. It's a question you're going to love, Brad. Oh yeah, I'm um, excited. And this comes from Joshua Reed, who is one of our... He calls himself a proud Patreon. Is there any other kind? Probably. <laughs> there's probably a lot of begrudging Patreons out there. Um, he's got a question based off of the cider content that we were producing. So uh, take it away, Josh. Hi, guys. Uh, really big fan of the show in general and of the podcast to boot. I am, your recent video about the cider harvesting from Hereford and... The coming video about the tasting of it. it got me thinking is there going to be another revolution in the craft beer and craft cider world with a combination of the two to make craft snake bites if so do you think you could think of a pair of a lager and a cider or a pale ale and a cider that could make something that's not going to be a dark reminder of cheap student nights out Thank you very much, and continue on with all the great work, guys. Thank you, Josh. Um, well, before you dive in, Brad, because I'm sure you're chomping at the bit, we did actually cover Snakebite last week, and we talked about the deep, dark stories. So, Bradley, how would you artisan up a snakebite? Yeah, I mean, I mean, last week, certainly, I was I was talking about the effects of snakebite on, on me and the fact that I threw a sort of flaming spear of a of a lawn candle yeah i was trying to gloss friends. over the attempted murder yeah. thing but you're you're, so, you're going back there you're like well, you're like a mass like a, a serial killer that I'm, just keeps going back to the, the scene of i'm the crime. like a, i'm like a moth to the to the lawn candle flame <laughs> mate. uh yeah snake bite i mean i used to love a snake bite before i had any sense um and it uh, there was that sort of myth that it would get you extra drunk in your stomach because it was like they were interacting and fermenting and and doing weird stuff with each other. Yeah, it's pure um, nonsense. Yeah, but like you know, that's that's. I think when you're a young man, anything you can do to like get as drunk as you can, uh, on the you know for the least amount of money, it sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? You're sort of in an experimental stage and and money's tight or whatever. But anyway, how would I how would I make it 
how would yeah, I, I want to get off the bus. Make it Come amazing. on. <laughs> probably, I'd, I'd probably go for a Pilsner Urkel, or or maybe uh, like a Don Zoko, um, one of his amazing pils like Pilsner style beers um, that have got like some a bit of funk going on to them, uh, and I'd put it with. Maybe an Oliver cider? I don't know, mate. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm not really that well versed in in craft cider yet. You're. You're the guy to. Well, uh, what, what? What? What about just flavor wise? What? What would go well with like a natural yeah. cider? Yeah. You, so you I think guess the pilsner. I mean, Don's I can make hellers what? technically, not pilsners, but I could. Yeah. I could see that working, but I don't know. I'd go for something hoppy. I'd want to add something to the cider rather than. Oh, you take would. Away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that hoppy because I quite like. I mean, could you could you put funk with funk? Could you have a funky cider and a funky sour beer, or is that cheating? No, I think I think I mean because you would just be adding sort of more Brett, more apple and stuff if you went with the girls or something. But if you added a girls to a Perry, where because Perrys generally have a little bit more sweetness because there's a bit of unfermentable sugar in those pears. You could end up with something really nice, I reckon. Mm. Like a pear gers blend could be delicious. Um, or like maybe uh, uh, if you if you wanted to go the, the lowbrow kind of approach, you could you could put a fruly, uh, a, a strawberry fruly, with something, and then it's almost like a snake bite and black because you have to have the black <laughs> currant in there, you know. Yeah. So that the, the strawberry is is maybe bring or, or something with with even black currants like a beer that's that's got black. Well, I think in Lindemann's it. in there. Absurd yeah, range Lindemann. of fruit lambics probably have one in there. <laughs> I don't really yes. like those drinks, but um, no, they're they're insanely help. sweet. But um, that that could really work, couldn't it? Potentially, maybe there's mm. a video in this, but uh, probably not. Um, the the thing I wanted to bring up in in response to that question was a thing called graph. So Graf is a blend of uh, beer and cider, but it's blended before fermentation. So it's a blend of apple juice and wort, so sugary water that turns into beer, and then you ferment it. Um, and I had always assumed, until I did some research a couple of years ago, that Graf was some old historical thing where you know, perhaps after harvest, if you didn't have enough beer, they'd have added some of the apple juice from the apple harvest to it or something to keep the stocks of alcohol high for winter. Uh, sorry, for summer, um, when they weren't able to brew. Turns out that's nonsense. Graf, as a style, was invented by Stephen King in a series of books called The Dark Tower, like a couple of decades ago. What? I yeah. Google it and it said it was dates back to around 7000 BC. Graph, yeah, graph no. beer. Defined as a fruit beer or apple-based beer, which dates back to around seven thousand BC. Where are you finding this information? Uh, <laughs> cider. I don't know. I've just googled it. Hang on. I think it's some cider. Ciderculture.com says that graph is is millennia old. Apparently, but they do, hang on, this is talking about the Dark Tower also. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I, we haven't got time to read this on a podcast, but I like the I, I like the idea of graph. Um, so hang on, if you're if you're mixing them before it ferments, are there hops involved? 
yeah. uh, in the water. So there so, are. So, so you'd still... brew a beer as normal, but before yeah. fermenting, you'd blend it with apple juice. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Um, there's a, a, a cider maker now owned by Brewdog called Hawks that made it for a little bit. Um, and it was very good. I thought it was better than the ciders they make. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I thought it, it, it was you know nice and residually juicy with a little hop hint and high effervescence. So it was kind of um, kind of almost champagne esque levels of carbonation. Um, it was it was quite quite an exciting drink. Um, so what you're saying, Johnny, is the future of snake bite is the history of graph. Yeah, exactly that. There you go. There's there, there's an article title. The future nice. of snake bite is the history of graph. Even if we don't know what the like history it. of graph is it depends where you look i'm gonna to have to do some more research into graph because i hadn't found like websites could say it, but i haven't found any actual historical reference to a blended apple and malt fermented beverage um but we'll see it could well exist so i'll look up that um look up that in a bit so we're coming to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Josh, for your question. All that's really left is to say a huge, huge thank you to Siren Craft Brew, who hosted our live show with us last month and who very shortly after joined our Patreon. So thank you so much, Siren. And indeed, a huge thank you to Vessel as well, who have also just joined. Uh, and Sam's making a name for himself. Uh, the owner of Vessel is, Vessel is making a name for himself in our Discord forum already, um, making Tonka Imperial Stouts. Um so, yeah, you can still join our Patreon, join that Discord forum and support what we do. Uh, we've just sent out our Christmas gifts for the year, which was a Brad-designed fridge magnet. Yeah, man. It's, well, it's, it's more than a fridge magnet, Johnny. Sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an industrial engraved uh, sign, which, which gives you an, an incredibly important message uh, should you be in, in dire need, which is, in case of emergency drink beer um and i've modeled it i've already put it on my bike you've got it on our our fridge that we ferment stuff in uh it's 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 a big it's a big small item that's 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 awesome um talking of 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 stuff that's brad designed uh i've also just put another t-shirt on the merch store so um yeah we've got like we've got a real full range shaping up now of um some some quite highbrow concepts of uh kind of like my takes on um consumerism and uh beer and branding and how those things kind of interject each other uh they're basically just cool ass logos of of kind of uh either corporations that i admire or um you know artists that i like and things that i've kind of subverted into a, a craft beer uh spin shall we yeah, say yeah and then there's the pizza hut one and then there's the pizza <laughs> hut one, yeah. which which i which is awesome and i i kind of i've had that idea for ages and then i, I uh, we we kind of spitball a lot of stuff and i tried to make it fly a couple of weeks ago with a with a slightly more lewd version which we won't go into that we both decided was a little bit too extreme and i just sort of reassessed it and i thought why why do i love pilsners so much and what is it about that experience of drinking a pilsner that's so special? And it's it's because we all started with lager. Like pretty much everyone's first beer was going to be a lager. So for me, it's it's got all of that nostalgia around it. And I just wanted to celebrate a beer style that isn't really given enough credit. Like we're always championing it on the channel, but a lot of people are not 
you know they're they're chasing flavors and stuff and and chasing the new hype and uh you know it's it's good to it's good to remember a stone cold classic absolutely uh, and the pizza hut buffet bar is also a 90s stone cold classic ice cream machine whatever it was called ice cream, ice cream machine as well yeah what a a time to be alive that was it's all gone to pot (laughs) since Uh, guys thank you so much for listening Uh, do head to the merch store there'll be a link in the show notes for that as well otherwise we'll see you on Wednesday for the finale of our ultimate Christmas brew slash mince pie inspired Belgian double nonsense and please do pick up a box for the live show next Saturday 12th there'll be a link below to that so you can buy that and you can join us and all our special guests till then enjoy the first 12 days of Christmas and we will see you on Wednesday. Goodbye now. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer Channel. Head to youtube.com slash the Craft Beer Channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer.